Welcome, everybody, once again to Goose Buds. Welcome. Hello. Uh, uh, guys, you got invisible for this episode, right? Yeah, that was my invisible voice. Okay. I uh, have not been able to become uninvisible. You didn't work on that. it yet? Oh, my. I can't. I, have, I, I was invisible, and I, it hasn't stopped. I stayed too long. Yeah, it's 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 been a problem. Uh, I don't know where Paul is, but he's in the room. I, I assured him that I was here. Okay, so I'll, say, I'll tell you a little shortcut. Uh, don't actually become invisible. Do that wacky paint gag where you paint uh, whatever the image you're uh-huh. standing against on your body. Uh-huh. Right. And then you hold the pose so it looks like you have, like, you know, like, oh, I can't tell. It looks like there's some trees and, like, a poster on him. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> he's actually matching up perfectly with that backdrop of Sweden or whatever. That's- yeah, that's like sort of like the silver man on the street too. Like that pretends to be a statue. Like similar, it's a similar art. Yeah, similar he's, art. yeah. Except, except it's like camouflage only for when the robots uprise and turn everything into chrome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Silverman's prepared for. Is just like, well, eventually at some point everything's going to glass the planet, so I might as well just get ready for it. He practices his robot and then he paints himself silver, and then he just walks right out amongst them, dude. Uh, I want to, I want to run up to one of those guys and be like, Silver Surfer Galactus is back. <laughs> <laughs> what if one of them wait what if one of them is the herald like what if they are if you don't know the silver surfer lady silver surfer comes and tells people about galactus is coming what if that's what one of those silver dudes is doing we just never pay attention like oh we're just so cynical God. now that we just have completely ignored him and, and that's why they're silent oh. they're tired they were like they had their chance yeah let's we stand here and throw it in their <laughs> face <laughs> if you never talked to anything like yeah global warming's coming it's the form of galactus i know it's not as interesting as a giant man uh we tried even- to make it cool we wrote all these books for you and you read them <laughs> Uh, but it's not working. I don't, I don't know a better way to do Galactus than giant man with a purple helmet because you know they did that. In, you just ever see Fantastic Four? Uh, the second oh, one. I didn't watch it. The, in the second one, they try to do Galactus, and I think they realized a giant spaceman who's going to eat the planet like a muffin is terrible. So they <laughs> they turned it into like kind of like a nano swarm, which is honestly like probably the way to do it. No, man, show those giant teeth just being like, and like, I would be scared as hell of that giant. (laughs) I would be frightened. I'm going to go ahead and counter your point, Chad. Yeah, that's true. The the reason why they went that route is because they thought America wasn't ready. Turns out America's ready. We've been ready. Avengers has Thanos in it. Fucking Thanos, the purple guy who <laughs> flies around space punching people. Mm-hmm. And we're going to believe... Like, that's in the beginning of... Uh, wait, is that in the beginning of... He first shows up in Guardians, I think, is the Guardians, first time right? Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. in the beginning of Guardians. What the... F- like, uh, that is, like, the most bizarre, weirdo bullshit that's a huge plot well, point of the film. Or just and, like, yeah, it's just, just there. But but we just we we everyone understood it. Nobody questioned it. But it was perfect in that movie because that movie was so over the top and had so many crazy, disparate characters in it that they were like, "Well, we'll throw this in there, and if they go for it, we're good." Yeah. You know? Well, I, well, I, know I they, think they had I a bigger think before, plan. Like the Fantastic Four movies were off of like Spider Man because they did Spider Man and they were like, "It works." A superhero movies finally work. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, we'll do Fantastic Four, just as Hollywood did Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And they just were like, without, like, that's why these new Marvel movies are good, because they're going to tell the story, the story that's super nerdy and stupid, without fear, and people uh, take it, and it's fine. Yeah, th- mm-hmm. there, there was a weird time in comic books where, like, Spider-Man, and I, I'll say even Blade, the Blade trilogy, which was the thing. 
Like, yeah. All those things. It was just a different vein of superhero movies where, like, every if you don't remember in Spider-Man 1, Willem Dafoe, by the way, an amazing Green Goblin. Yeah. Uh, at yeah, one point, just Spider-Man, like, swings away, and Green Goblin just looks off camera and goes, nobody gets the breast of me, and then flames cover the screen as a wipe. Like, it's the cheesiest. I remember that, yeah. It's uh-huh. the cheesiest <laughs> thing, and it worked, and it was perfect. But now because, like, the movies are actually, like, really good i don't think we can ever go back i don't think we can ever no. go back to just full-on like bam pow zip like that kind of that kind of yeah stuff. i could i couldn't give two shits about spider-man honestly oh really what, what i mean the movies are just the hero the hero oh, like no. he's kind of, like he's finally having his own marvel movie i'll probably see it because i see most of the marvel movies but uh I don't know. I, I I think there's way cooler characters. He's he the cool one to like in like the early nineties. No, yeah, here's like, the he Spider Man. Cool so. Spider Man has been not ruined, but makes him less lame every time a writer tries to like really age him up and old. Like, it's like what if he's like you know a granddad now, or like what if he's like settled down? <laughs> the 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 penultimate. <laughs> well, that's that's been the natural progression yeah, of every time they relaunch Spider Man. Be like, he's yeah. got a spider kid now. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try. They just have him, you know, get a job and settle down. It's like kind of fun to see when he gets born. The the pure appeal of spider-man is the like what every comic book movie that's not based off a major property is trying to do of like what if you're just a teenage kid who doesn't have responsibilities and he's thrown into this world and it's not like he doesn't want to be a hero it's you know it's very much the like he gets harry pottered it's harry pottered it's it's the insert thing but there's no like there's also no like you've been fated to be this you're literally just a kid who would step away at any time uh, and the best part is, and honestly, my salary a little bit against Peter Parker. He's genuinely really funny, and when people mess up on Peter Parker being funny, he's super lame. Yeah, yeah, that and is Peter, key. Funny Peter Parker is what it's the it's the best part about. Well, that's why the new ones. I don't like the new movies, but I really like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man more than I like Tobey Maguire. No, th- yeah, they got Spider-Man. the right idea of him like cracking jokes and making wise, but then it was also like, what if he like skateboards to like a Maroon Five song? Would that be cool? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I guess that's the thing though because I think Spider Man one and two are pretty good. They're pretty good movies, yeah, and pretty good superhero movies. We're talking about the so, new ones or the Tobey Maguire ones. The Tobey Maguire. Maguire ones. Oh yes, yeah. uh, Spider Man two is. I, I guess it's been several years since I've seen it, but I recall one of the best superhero movies ever. It just really like yeah. it's a well put together story, and they make Doc Ock not ridiculous. Like he's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty well uh, done. Alfred Molina is great at, as Doc Ock. I thought he was fantastic. Oh, I know. I saw him at Costco one time out here in California, and he was just <laughs> buying this big old case of Doc uh, – not Doc Ock. He was buying a big old case of uh, Diet Coke. Tentacle arms. Yeah, ten- his, his in, big old tentacle arms. I just arms go just into looking. the store, and I buy the things with my face on it typically. <laughs> what I do. No, he was buying a big old case of Diet Coke, and I was like, Doc Ock drinks Diet Coke. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very, very, very cool. Uh, can I, I, do- have to, I have to throw a Simpsons reference out there right now. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Where are the Burns O's? <laughs> uh, do, you, do, you, do you get what I'm saying there? I, I, I think Buying I th- the product with your face I on think it. I, throw your, I think I know what you're throwing down. Yeah. I mean, there, there must have been some. Actually, I never thought about how much bizarre that must be for anyone who is a major blockbuster, especially superhero movie. Like Chris Evans at some point went to go like to Taco Bell and get a soda. And then like, oh, my face is on this taco because I'm Captain America. Like, oh, that's... That's right. Weird. I didn't even know that was happening. That's you can't, look, look at you that. You can't even get drunk at three in the morning and just go eat some shitty food without seeing your face on it. You're, Dude, you know what I would do if that if that was me? I would get super stoned and have someone drive me there and then eat my own goddamn taco. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, what am I I'm doing? I'm eating my own self. What I'm is also this making world? Penny. Uh, can I do the Why per- am I on a taco? <laughs> 
<laughs> can, can I do the most perfect segue? Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Marvel, Marvel superhero, Invisible Woman. Oh, All right, okay. yeah. She also got invisible. Uh-huh. Like the characters oh, in this book. That's all I have to say. I almost had a really good segue earlier, but I was just enjoying that conversation. <laughs> Me too. too well, we could just make a separate comic book podcast that we never make. <laughs> but I, I haven't read comic books in a while, and uh, I don't think I uh, ever need to ever again. Oh, Whoa. oh my god! That's oh right. My. That's right. No, I just worked at a comic book shop <laughs> for like four years or something. So uh, you're just a little, a little done for it, uh, guys. Let's talk about uh, invisible people, shall we? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this book. Let's get invisible. Uh, let's give you the log line, the summary of the book. A uh, bunch of kids want to get invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, the story concludes. No, uh, <laughs> go up into an attic and find a strange mirror and also light. Though everyone always seems to talk about the mirror more. Uh, it's the, the light. It was the light that was doing it. Right. Yeah. No, but there's like a long several chapters where they're like the mirror and they keep talking about themselves in the mirror. Like, but you guys realize it's the light that's doing it, right? Like it's right. You t- you, these kids, they'll pull a string on a light and then when they turn the light on, they become invisible to everyone but their friend, uh, to everyone else uh, besides the people who are in the light. Look, it, look, look, Chad. What this was, this was the famous, the famous uh a fable. I think it was Aristotle that told it about okay. the men sitting in the cave and then seeing their shadows on the wall, and that was existence. the The mirror was the was the shadow. Whoa, and whoa, the light whoa! You got was super the fire deep. on the cave. Oh, okay. yes, that's that's what this story really was, and that's what Arl Stein was going for oh. with this story. I think uh, I'm going to pretend like I remember that fable. That sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, re- reiterate the rest of that story because I'm completely. I got you one better. I'm going deeper. Let's hear it. Maybe you heard of a tale called the Epic of Gilgamesh. <laughs> A.K.A. the oldest thing written. And uh, and uh, I don't think you could go deeper than that. And I don't have any points to say about it, but I know about I, it. I like I like your character that you just came up with, which was basically uh, Boston hot dog vendor tells you epic stories. Yeah, Boston yeah. hot dog vendor who one-ups your story with the story of Gilgamesh. Oh, you think you're better than me? Okay, well, uh, how about the epic of Gilgamesh? <laughs> oh, you think it's a better story than the Boston Red Sox winning the pennant? Let me tell you about the story of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh? I apologize. <laughs> there was nothing Boston. more glorious when they were gay in love. Bill, Bill, the ball go between Bill Buckner's legs it does not compare you to the tragedy of Odysseus coming back home and finding out that his wife has married another man. Ah, oh, the suitors. The suitors. <laughs> I hope. I hope I got. They always that, get me. <laughs> I hope I got that legend somewhat correct. It's been several years since Latin class. Uh, <laughs> the 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 mirror. This invisibility lamp mirror that they're dealing with. Uh, did you guys have any questions over the science of it? Did there's any point of view where you're like, you I'm, know, I didn't question it once. So I think R.L. Stein did his job. Did it right. <laughs> Yeah, I think he it is. He scared you straight. But <laughs> <laughs> ever going into mirrors. These kids who are who are standing under a mirror uh, and turn on this light. Uh, th- by the way, the least suspenseful thing of like, oh, no, I oh, – God, if only someone could turn off the light or I'll, I, will, I will become invisible again. Like, right? The least suspenseful thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there's several times in the book where like – so basically uh, these kids start having a like, man – you know what we should do with this this crazy invisibility mirror and light, other than like you know I don't know fight crime or or tell someone or conduct experiments is let's just jerk each them. other off. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's doing it? Who's the best? <laughs> 
There should have been more. That was my major first thing is there should have been more uh, teen – this sounds super gross – teenage exploration with the invisibility <laughs> power. Well, well, what, the whole time I was reading this, I was like, this is definitely an analogy for Oh, something. of course, yeah. It's it's I, like sexual exploration slash drug exploration, right? I, it's mm. definitely. I was thinking uh, you could definitely be like – smoking or or uh drinking or something like that but i think what it reminded me the most of was remember when kids would like to like knock each other out by like holding their breath and okay see i heard it. about this yeah. on oprah did you guys do that i never did it because i thought it was fucking deep stupid. 10 was that it or yeah deep, something like deep, that i'm sorry what, i'm sorry what is it called deep 10 deep 10 or like deep six or something it's like, took like a bunch of deep you breaths right breathe in or you breathe all your air out and then he, somebody squeezes you and you, you count to something and you have a lack of oxygen to your brain, and a brain, and you pass out. Yeah. So. so this was either this one was either about smoking weed, or autoerotic asphyxiation. Probably one of the two. <laughs> I want I want to just point out to you how stupid children are. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do that. They do that, and some kids get hurt real bad because of it. Because kids are so fucking stupid. Be <laughs> like, hey, do you want to uh, have a lack of oxygen to your brain and pass out because of it? No, I never wanted to. <laughs> well, we got brain cells to spare when you're 12. You might as well just burn through a few of them. That, My that's... body's just making everything right now. <laughs> Fuck me up. I got air to spare, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it, deep 10, I, I've heard about that one. Is I never remember it being called Deep 10. Uh, I always would hear about those sort of things. I honestly believed is one of the things. It might still be that uh, Oprah and Ellen and any of those like daytime talk shows for mothers makes up to scare mothers. Uh, I I will share this one. Have you guys ever heard about like for example uh, rainbow parties? Oh yeah, I've like, heard of that. Like that was the thing. Where, like that. I had never heard of rainbow parties until my mom sat me aside when I was probably like 14 and said, hey, I was on o- watching Oprah today and they were telling parents to watch out about rainbow parties. If you don't know what a rainbow party is, it is... And this you're going to want to go to one. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to go to one. It does actually sound like a pretty great time, regardless uh-huh. of who you are at the party. Uh, this is something, by the way, imagine uh, an Oprah hour-long special describing this to moms. Uh, kids go to a party, girls wear a different colored lipstick, and then they take turns uh, putting in their mouth. I guess guys could do it too. Putting their mouths on dudes' peepees, and then eventually they'll have rainbows on their dick from all the hot blowjobs. Uh, that is something my mom knew about before I did. <laughs> why? You- why is that not a? <laughs> why? Who? Who would why? ever think that that was a real thing? Why is there not porn of that everywhere? It sounds honestly. It sounds kind of gross. I don't know why. I. Lipstick freaks me out. Not for gonna... kids. Not for kids. Let me just make a like a caveat. I wasn't saying there should be little kid porn. No, I no, it no. Be adult I, porn with that. Adults should have <laughs> rainbow parties. It should be adult rainbow parties, and it should be a great old time. Everyone, everyone. And it should be this. filmed, and I should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's just one of the things, like Deep Ten or whatever. If someone listened to this has ever done that, please let us know. Uh, I, I just always I, feel like there's writers rooms who just come up with that crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've I think I've I, I I remember that happening at my school. Really? Maybe, maybe I, I don't maybe, think I just remember like a kid in, like it would happen at gym or something. Like they would try it. They would talk. Of about course, it. you would do it in gym because you have your gym clothes on. You got to be limber for it because that's where they let the animals be. Animals. <laughs> 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 Put on your uniform and be wow. <laughs> Go kids, let's see who can die first. It just becomes flatliners. Like the coaches just watch flatliners. 
<laughs> Can I give a little uh, a little bit of what I think was going on in RL's life at this time? Sure, I would love to know where you think RL was. At <laughs> I the just got back from a rainbow party. Just got back from a rainbow party. <laughs> Who was scratching his nose, thinking of his sex, <laughs> his sixth goosebumps smoke. What the fuck? About what would be the sexiest <laughs> thing right, Paul, to happen? You, I'll let you do this now. <laughs> I think Mr. RL has written five books. He's made a lot of money. He's got an advance for another 25 books. <laughs> the okay. publisher's like, RL, this is amazing. You can come up with more ideas? He's like, yeah, at least 20 more. I got at least 20, 25 more of these in me. Uh, he, he buys a house. His goddamn brat ass kids are playing in the attic, and he's like, "I'm gonna write a book to scare the shit out of them." And this is what that, and this is what it was. And he gave this, he gave the manuscript to his kids. He's like, "I'm gonna let you read Daddy's new book." Stay the fuck out of the attic. That's what the name of the fucking book is. But he had already written "Stay out of the basement." <laughs> yeah, so he's, they had they made him change the, that. It, yeah, the, the the publisher changed. Yeah. It, but. Mm-hmm. Wait, what you're proposing is that R.L. Stein uh, wrote a series of books, and over time, we'll discover that he was simultaneous. That he was sequentially isolating different rooms of his house to his kids until eventually he only could <laughs> yeah. live in one house. Like, oh, dad, you wrote, get out of the kitchen. Oh, no, but that's where the food is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty scary. Though. There's, a tr- there's a fridge monster that'll totally get you. Oh, dad. Oh, no. And then like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that ha- that's how Panic Room got rot- written. <laughs> yeah. How it got rot. Wait, wait. Is that, is that, is, I actually believe Sorry, that. Sorry, he's back at Gilgamesh thing. times right now. So. <laughs> Panic room was wrought from the pages of. Yeah. <laughs> no, my brain just didn't say that right. I know how W R O T wrote. No, I, I think I think uh, this is who the... wrought such a tale. Yeah. <laughs> Let me throw out a uh, disclaimer for all future episodes of Goosebuds. This is always about teenagers, but I can't help but thinking about the like. The sexy teenagers' age, where it's legal, and like these kids would just be doing all, like exactly you said, like, hey, let's all just get invisible and just see whose dicks were into each other's, you know, no-no parts. Like (laughs) that would just, yeah. Let's just see who pokes into. Look, we'll just lay down on the ground and we'll move our hands up and down, and if someone slides under there, it's not my fault, you know. (laughs) It's the perfect way to do a stranger. I will say, uh, only because I think that is in the darkest, like teenagers are all just full of hormones and fucked up way i'm glad that at least one of the kids suggests as soon as he finds out he can go invisible i'm gonna go to the girls locker room and check him out like that's yeah that's yeah the, and this is the first question i wanted to really bring up other than did rl stein want to have an invisible boner party uh <laughs> is invisibility is really only ever used for heinous evil things right there's never like a good right. use of invisibility Mm-hmm. It's like do you ever hear the question that's proposed to you? It's, it's pretty boring because there's other superpowers, but it's like, hey, you can choose between two superpowers: uh, flight and invisibility. Which one do you pick? Have you ever, yeah. ever like, and if you say flight, that means you're a good person because only there's good uses of flight. Invisibility is only ever to like steal someone's underwear or murder them. Like there's only like good and bad versions of those. I'm gonna say that's wrong because one, flying people can drop other people from the sky and kill them. That's evil. true. And those kids were. Well, they were evil with the. Never mind. They were evil with the tomatoes. They made that old man oh my that God. lived next door to them get beat by his wife inside of their house. So. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, all of their invisibility gags. I know that this is also very strange, by the way, that most of this book takes place in the house. Like, uh, I was in May. It felt like a low budget indie movie, and just in terms of like they very yeah, rarely it was Cube. Ever, it was like Cube. 
pretty much. It took place in one room. Yeah, yeah. Like, Every once in a while, they'll be downstairs, like, in another room, or there's, like, dinner. But all of their, like, hey, now I'm invisible is always, what if I just lifted an object and it looked like it's floating? Or what if I run across the street and ruin an old man's tomatoes? Like, that's kind uh, of... Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I watched the episode of this one. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. And uh, there's a scene uh, that happens... Uh, where it's just the kid, Zach, and he's invisible, and he's holding a chair, and he's just moving the chair back and forth <laughs> for, like, two minutes. And he's having dialogue with all these other characters, and that's all he's doing. Is that oh, seriously the fun of being invisible is the extent of that? That's how they were having fun. They hey, were I'm going to th- throw this out there, though. Why don't we talk about the characters and who they are, and why we hate them. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> Our regular Goosebuds feature, why we hate these kids. Why we hate everyone in this book. <laughs> Can we start with Skrillex Zach? I, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> he was my favorite because I was like, now I know that we're reliving the 90s because that kid's haircut is popular right now. Oh, right. Well, the, the, well the, it's made more popular, I guess, like two, three years like ago. The, like, but, the, like the long comb over, I think, is how his hair, like, hair was described. Yeah, he's it's, got the shave on one side, the long on the other, and you can flip it over. He, he wasn't flipping his over, but that's what you could it's, have it's, done. I feel like it was kind of like a bowl cut. Like whatever uh, whatever Brad from Home Improvement had, but like a uh-huh. longer, more punk version of that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was you, half of that. He had half of that. So haircut. you have Zach, who's like the bad boy of the group, who wants to keep pushing things farther and farther with this whole like – the whole whole ep- whole book is that contest of who can stay invisible the longest, and as the longer they stay invisible, they start feeling like weird and dizzy. Yeah. So Zach's like the guy who's like wants to push it and take him into to unexplored new areas, but really just yeah. Seems- and and he, and they never resolved that love storyline between him and Deborah they talked about in chapter one. And I was pretty upset about that. Wait, I yeah. missed that. Are you kidding me? There was an actual love story. They were just talking about the kids that were invited to the party, and he's like, he had a crush on Deborah, and I was like, ooh, yeah, that's going co- somewhere. His cousin. His, it was his own cousin, Deborah. Yeah, his cousin. He liked his cousin. Oh, wait, I missed that most important of incest oh, well, not, well, not Zach's cousin. I'm sorry. No, you not throw that. <laughs> okay. Max's I feel cousin. like that's an important detail to cover of. He found his own cousin very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the show, guys, in the show, instead of a haircut, he did not have a haircut. He had an earring. Oh, even cooler. Oh, yeah, which yeah. is like the really badass thing in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you have it on the one ear, you're gay. Right. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. That would make you gay. Yeah. <laughs> It, would you guys know? Is it left or right? I don't know. It's, I, it's right. I think it's right if you're gay. And it was. it's funny because if you got it by accident, you turned gay. Yeah, you didn't know that magically actually yeah. because you don't choose – you choose your gender, you turn gay. Hey, you go to get your ear pierced? <laughs> so okay, make sure you get the right one done because my friend Zach, <laughs> he just started loving dick right afterward <laughs> because he got the wrong one. Oh, man. Can I take this earring off? No, this is what your life is. Okay, well, at least I'll uh, – Probably get cast on the real world. Like, that's just, like, the fun. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so you have Zach, the guy who wants to push it and uh, push the limits of it. You have your main Absolutely. character, uh, Max, mm-hmm. who is pretty, I don't know, I feel like he's pretty neutral, like most of the main kids in Goosebuzz. They're just kind of a, like, vehicle for the viewer. Yeah, his basic his his only character trait was saying "What a mystery!" a couple times. That was about the extent <laughs> of his character. Uh, you have two girl characters who I could not distinguish the difference of. April, April, April and, was the scared one. April was scared, and Mary she was, was the mousy one. Mousy, right? Yeah, the one was one was tiny and had a little mouse voice. Yes, a- April and uh, Aaron. Aaron, I think. Aaron. Yeah. So there's just like 
two girls who are just really like, one doesn't want to do the invisibility mirror stuff. The other one seems okay with it. That seems to be the two different scales of the girls. Mm-hmm. And another recurring theme of Goosebumps books, uh, they, she had a mousy voice and thus was mouse, mousy. They called her mouse. <laughs> well, uh, well uh, and lefty. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do you one better. <laughs> Noah, a.k.a. Lefty, on the account of being left-handed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Uh, so I guess back, I guess back in ye old olden times, eighteen twenty, <laughs> when R. L. Stein was born, that if you had a character trait so crazy that you wrote with your left hand, that became your uh-huh. right. yeah. There's that multiple characters that are always named after a physical trait of theirs, which I guess I I don't know. Did that really ever happen to any of your friends? Where it was just like. Oh hey, it's uh, Big Arm. What's up, Big Arm? Like, whatever they would just call. Well, well, I do, I do know. That I have a couple people I know who who I knew as nicknames. Yeah, uh, like right. Carp. Like we, I think Paul We've, and I know a guy Carp, and yeah. that's because his father was a carpenter. Yeah, that's like that's kind of cool. Thing. That's actually kind of cool. It's kind of neat. It's it's kind of neat because you don't see those things kind of anywhere anymore yeah right? or, or nicknames because had we a... have we have screen names now bitch <laughs> i have i have clan tags handles on call of duty <laughs> uh no you know i feel like more you'd ever have is like a nickname for a kid that it evolved over time like the best one was this really honestly not to smirch this kid's probably a sex offender now he always had this weird vibe in middle school uh creeped everyone up but his name was uh last name was like cunningham and then uh, his nickname became Don't like so his nickname became like cutting cheese, and then <laughs> and then like over time it just became like cheese, and then it became like variations on cheese. So if you didn't know him until that evolution of the name, you never had Andy why his name was cheese. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like okay, it just works over time, and kids don't even really realize like that should be one of the characters' names in these Goosebump books is just like. Old yeah. old red eye. Like what's what's red eye about? Don't ask about. Don't ask about. Yeah, yeah. Well, about no. RL could tell you about it because then he could fulfill his word count by telling you about where the nickname <laughs> came from. Like, hey, what if I gave him a nickname? And oh, it was hey, real okay. hard. It fills about a page or two. Bingo, <laughs> yeah. bingo. That'll take up the whole soup discussion that I had planned <laughs> this morning. I actually got a strange vibe. I don't know why, but it's because of Lefty. Like you said, it felt like medieval labeling of a person with their disability, and this one was left-handed. Like I felt like yeah. Lefty was Lenny from Mice and Men, just the way they kept referring yeah. to him. Like they kind of called him like Shakes, and he had epilepsy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> this should have just been like, old, no working legs. Guys, I'm in a wheelchair. What's up, no working legs? <laughs> So we got these shitty characters, mm-hmm. and they're up in the attic. They discover the mirror, and they dis- they they discover that they can become invisible, invisible, invisible. If yeah. I could speak. And again, uh, and again, every time they ever read this, replace uh, becoming invisible and the mirror with getting high and a dad's bong we found, and it works for <laughs> yeah. In some. Uh, some dubs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so that's the pretty much the entire book is them going, let's go get invisible. It is the fucking title. Let's that's get invisible. true. They yeah. didn't, they didn't like, sell it. They, they it, name drop it a couple of times. It's yeah. fucking the, that's it. That's all that happens up until the end, pretty much. Which right? is yeah. Like, yeah. Which is like one of the, yeah, go ahead, Paul. Well, I was just going to say, like, when I came over and, and we were sitting down to get ready to do this, I said to Dom, I was like, this is the most uneven book. And he made the joke that because of, uh, which we'll get to at the end, that it was uneven in another way. But the the story 
th- like three quarters of it is the same thing mm-hmm. and it's shitty and it's boring. And then the last like quarter or like ten pages are like where all the shit happens. And it's and the like, coolest Whoa. thing. It's the coolest yeah. thing that happened in the book so far. I will say also this too. I was going to first give it initial props and that the concept of the mirror and the invisibility happens immediately. Like I right. got to give they, – they actually jump into the fun thing rather than like ten chapters of me and my brother were hanging out and playing catch and like – I don't know. We had dinner. Like, they have it out a little bit, but it jumps pretty quickly into let's mess around in the attic with our friends. Uh, by the way, side note, the initial part of that party or whatever it is he's having where the boy just demands that he wants to watch Terminator. Terminator. And all the, and all the girls want to play Twister and he doesn't want to. That was totally me not getting easy signals as a boy. Like that, that <laughs> like, but they – so they start having this visibility thing. And, yeah, they don't do anything with it. Up until I think uh, Dom, you should cover the crazy shit about it. You're you're about to follow into it, I think. What? Oh, the second, the, the, yeah, the 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 later end of the 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 book. Uh, I just want to say before we go off the of Terminator. Oh, that's fine. That's Twister, fine. By the way, Terminator starts the movie that starts with a naked man. Oh, uh huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who Butt also cheeks. did it for invisibility? <laughs> Starting with some hot. Muscular buns. You know what? Uh-huh. You know what it made that. I, I was. I was thinking that. I was like, first off, this is horrible for a kid's party. This is a bad idea. But it was also chapter one in your typical uh, R.L. Stein book, where he goes, "Kids, I get you. I understand you. I got Super Nintendo in here, and I got Terminator. Two things you love." He also drops X Force references again. So again, I, I'm starting to wonder if he thinks it actually is a comic book because everything else is a licensed item. Uh, so when I ask, what do you think his favorite X Men is? Cable, probably, if it's X-Force. Cable? Probably X-Force, yeah. You know, the character that nobody understands. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what's Cable's deal? Why does he have that he, metal arm? Why cool is guns. his eye glowing? He was from the dark future where he's like Cyclops and Jean's kid. This I might be wrong. Someone probably is going to tell me that I'm wrong. So from the dark future where like Bishop is the same thing where everyone just like got – mutants got put in concentration camps and had an M branded on their head. He also has like a cybernetic eye, and he can just fire laser guns and channel lasers through his guns. And uh, his boy Bishop. And his boy Bishop, who just basically does that same thing. They're just like dudes who are badass who came from like you know you know what all that stuff is from the nineties X Men. It's awesome ins- action figures. Well, it's awesome action figures <laughs> uh-huh. inspired by that one nineties Apple commercial where it was like strike back against the man. They're trying to keep you in camps and dull you down. In the future, it's just like men want to keep badass mutants in line. Like that's all of those characters i was gonna go with hmm. uh rl stein's favorite one is probably something more obscure and weird i think cyclops is a pretty good because everyone likes cyclops domino uh, domino solid <laughs> i was gonna go with uh maggot maggot, maggot. okay maggot's i don't a good even one. know who that is maggot is the probably the dumbest and coolest x-men uh in that uh he has a his stomach like is sentient and leaves his body <laughs> and his okay. digestive he's just like a cool rad black dude and his stomach can just, like, come out of his skin, and they're, like, two sentient little, like, slugs that can dissolve anything. It's the weirdest concept. It makes no what? sense. Uh, but that's maggot. That's maggot. <laughs> like a maggot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that'd but be something, had- like, Arlstein would be like, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Oh, maybe a kid's stomach could do that. Yeah. What? <laughs> what if I wrote a dream that he has? What about? What if I wrote a book called "My Stomach's a Slug" and that'd be the Goosebumps book? Mm-hmm. My slugging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk a few things about this whole like invisibility contest. There's a few key things yeah. uh, because the whole thing is like let's keep let's like every time they go invisible more and more, they hint at really cool ideas. 
and that uh-huh. like oh man yeah i started to like kind of hear things or i just felt kind of dizzy and it was harder and harder to see and it's harder harder to come back again i just realized yeah. this is kind of the plot of uh flatliners right that like um Julia Roberts movie about you guys know that one where like I never I've never watched it I've always meant to watch it's a that. similar idea like Flatliners is basically it's been years since I've seen it but Flatliners is a group of people who realize if they let themselves die like medically induced die they'll start to see visions of things um, and so they're like kind of like the secret group that's like yeah I'll kill you we'll kill you and we'll bring you back in five minutes and we'll see what you see and like it, it fucks up their lives like it's kind of a horror right. movie in a way too. Uh, those ideas of like what they what you see when you're invisible is really interesting. They ever explore. Most of the stuff is like, oh, oh man, I tried to have my friends reach for the light switch, but the chain broke. Or like, dude, the fu- that fucking chain, the crux of every chapter in was this that, book was that chain. A that lot of, chain. A lot of the chapters end with someone pulling the chain, with or someone or someone or trying to pull, to pull the, the chain. chain, or like, oh, they had to drag some boxes together. I just, I was kind of amazed. No one went for the obvious. Just unplug the lamp, like yeah, and <laughs> screw the bulb out. And that would have been actually really creepy if they had like looked for the plug and like, there's no plug, man. Like, yeah. hey man, hey man, I'm gonna stop you right there. The show addressed it. Did it really? Yeah. The after the first invisibility experience. Max looks and it's unplugged. Oh, oh see, that's actually shit. that's good. They actually made it scarier in the TV show. Uh, not too, not too scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, besides the whole metaphor of it, I think, uh, look, yeah, we should reveal because that's really the the more interesting part we should talk about is the reveal of what's going on with the kids because uh, Zach, I believe, is the one who spends the the longest time. He's addicted. He's addicted to it. He's addicted mm-hmm. to the invisibility. Uh, makes him feel good. And the first kind of cool entrance, and I totally misread what happened, was he's gone for a really long time. He barely comes back. It's a long way to wait for him to return because as soon as you turn off the light, they're supposed to come back, but they don't. Yeah. Is They say his hair is backwards. And what I thought that meant was was 180 degrees backwards. <laughs> <laughs> what they really mean that's is he's just I, got that's hair. What I initially thought as well. No like, way. Well, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I like, like, like his like, neck oh. hair is growing down his like face. Like he would have that like weird fade cut on the back like over his <laughs> yeah. forehead. Yeah, and then, like, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a, like, a, like a top beard, like a beard growing over his eyes. It was a poor way to describe <laughs> that his hair was on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, and, backwards. and what they mean is it's flipped like a, a mirror image, if that's not enough for shadow. I actually thought that was pretty well done because I didn't follow what was happening or catch See, on to it. I knew as soon as they did the hair thing, I was like, okay, well, that's going to come into play. Cause they, oh, they I knew it was going to play, but I didn't, like, I didn't know what that meant yet, at least. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I at least had to figure it out. Uh, as soon as the very beginning of the story has him lefty throwing the ball and it almost hits the mirror and you know that the mirror plays a major part it's like okay he's gonna break that mirror with that ball yeah like, i knew that by the way is lefty i don't mean mean i think this is part because of the name is lefty special i feel like lefty <laughs> n- like especially even in a, i don't even know what a politically correct term anymore no he, i think he has add and it's they, it's called ants in the pants back in the 90s okay <laughs> they, didn't, <laughs> they, didn't, they describe it as? yeah they didn't have didn't have names names for it then they just called it ants in the pants because it, it started off with me pants. thinking lefty was like just a little brother and the more and more they described him i just started seeing him as like Gollum, like just this like little tiny <laughs> troll thing which is like hey hey hey, i want to be invisible forever hey 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 like he just seemed <laughs> to just pop up in weird places uh, I mean, I guess they were just trying to make him seem strange and make him noticeable, but he didn't feel real. He felt like he was supposed to be from another book about my brother is a goblin. Uh-huh. 
but uh, so what this all leads up to, right? Mm-hmm. All this stuff is that it gets to the point where Zach's like, yo, getting invisible is the best. We're going to have a contest. We're going to have a contest. Who's the invisible king? And Max's like, you know what? This is this is weird. This is too weird, man. We're doing this too much. Too much weird stuff has happened. We got to stop calling off the contest. And then everybody shows up, and they were like, contest is still on, right? And, oh, my God, Zach uncanceled the contest? How could he? My friend Zach. What does that mean? <laughs> lefty, lefty did it. Lefty did it. Oh, Lef- lefty no, did but it. Zach lefty was did. also clearly on board. What a fucking yeah. power play. He was on board. He was on board. <laughs> Max, instead of saying, no, I decided not to do that, he was like, all right, well, let's go since we're all here. <laughs> he the peer pressure, man. He caved. It didn't even feel like peer pressure. It felt like he was just a slave to schedules and events. Like, just like, <laughs> well, it was. I guess it was in the charter and, and list of events for our club. I guess I have to go. Is, it, is how it felt like his response was instead. I think in the back of his head, he was, like, hoping that a rainbow party was going to break out up there at some point. <laughs> he was like, I did just get warned by a ra- about a rainbow party by my mom. <laughs> Who are I gotta say I like, actually this is the one time the parents are are completely just not around and I liked it. It actually felt like how, it however however R.L. Stein does use them as a uh, uh, device to move the plot forward as parents arriving and leaving be like I gotta go my parents are here. Yep, like that always happens. <laughs> like kids are yeah. at the mercy of their parents all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, well you got picked up, you got dropped off and stuff like that. It was perfect for that. And then he has that little moment where they almost. Like, I love that the, the parents didn't see what happened, because in all the other books, like, the parents, like, basically saw, like, the problem, the ghost or whatever, mm-hmm, and they yeah. were like, whatever. I like that, the, like, the kids just found a way out of it, and he didn't have, like, he didn't have the parents, like, disbelieve the kids. They, like, hit it the whole time. Right. It was a lot better, a lot more realistic. And for things that are about unexplored secret adventures in the attic when the parents aren't looking, I mean, this is a metaphor for, like, secret blowjobs or secret drugs. <laughs> like, it fits. <laughs> it makes sense that this is, like whatever the parents don't know about. Right. Uh, I also say, and this is us getting into the, what we find out what the mirror and everything is, is this is the first time uh, the kids' dumb behavior, because you are kind of hitting the same frustration we always have with goosebumps of like, guys, it's all clearly not healthy for you. You should stop. Especially Zach, who's really pushing it. Uh, and they should have stopped when they started establishing safe words, like ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Once also, they established a safe word, you knew you were going Or as soon as multiple far. times they realize, like, you guys don't hear me when I'm saying stop, please stop. Like, uh, they should have, but the fact that Zach keeps pushing it is actually motivated by the reveal of what's happened to Zach. Uh, right. So we just jump into the idea of uh, Max goes in, is forced basically because I guess just reluctantly he's just told to go into the the light again, stands under the lamp, uh, and finds out that the mirror is a mirror world. He's absorbed into a like void dimension, which is crazy. And greeted by his mere self and realizes that there are other people he doesn't recognize who are also trapped in mirror void. And that Zach and uh, Aaron, I think that's what it was, have already been replaced because they had been ones who had gone into the mirror void for a long time. And explains why Zach is like in the real world trying to get everyone to do the light thing. It's actually a very creepy turn. It's really cool. They don't. It's weird that they don't show. I guess they're trying to hide the lefty reveal until the very end. Oh yeah. But. So yeah, we'll, we'll explain that as well. So like, what you find out is because the fact that the hair is flipped and these little details are flipped, it's actually a really wonderful way to do 
you know, every time you ever do a doppelganger story, you always got to find something that's like, what makes them weird and different? Like, V does the, like, oh, if you look underneath their skin, it's lizard, which is ridiculous. This uh-huh. is, like, actually a really well done, oh, everything's flipped on them because of their mirror images. I, I, right. I genuinely thought that was very clever. It was really creepy. I mean, it would, like, I was, I was reading that part, and I was like, this is awesome. And I was like, I hope you get stuck in there. I hope the, the mirror versions of them come out and, and, like, he's stuck in the mirror world forever. But obviously that can't happen. The, the main kid has to be normal. But can we reveal the end right now? Uh, yeah, and then we'll get back. To, I want to talk about the mirror yeah. people. Let's get to the end because you already kind of mentioned Lefty. Yeah, uh, so just Lefty. Be- just, just before we do, in that scene where he goes through the mirror in the show, he's wearing a Goosebumps hat. Oh! <laughs> so, wait, so is the G reversed? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know they flopped that image. Yeah. You know they flopped that green screen image. And- oh, you don't, you, don't, you, don't think they, you don't think they went to the whole, like, uh, trouble of making a prop with a backwards G? No, man, they, they did the no, they Final totally Cut 7 flop. It. They totally flopped it. That's super funny. <laughs> could, could, uh, Apple F flop. Is, is it just, Apple Apple right it's just it. shot? Uh, wait, I'm sorry. This is going to sound super dumb because I'm forgetting all my uh, film uh, video school uh, college courses. If you're on set with camera or the camera on you, will all of your shirts and everything with lettering? That, no, that wouldn't be bad. I'm sorry. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, like, wouldn't everyone's stuff be backwards because yeah, of the way the camera flips the... That's why they always have to blur, like, people's things out on their shirts on, in TV shows. Wait, is dude. that why? I always thought it was because of clear... No, you're fucking with <laughs> yeah, me. Dude, you're you, fucking you, with you, me. Oh, I... <laughs> Don't you know, dude? That's what best boy is. Best boy is the mirror boy. <laughs> <laughs> he holds a mirror. Yeah, they don't get the real movie. When the camera yeah, actually does is the camera shoots, camera shoots a mirror that a best boy is holding. Uh-huh. That is pointed towards the actual scene. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know it's the, the best boy thing. grip. The best boy grip grips the mirror the whole time. That's the I, I've, I've, I've definitely done that, Chad, so don't feel bad where you're no. like, wait, hold on. How do they? And then you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> well, I know. My brain, my brain first jumped to the realization of, like, oh, no, that's how it works. That means anytime there ever is like a billboard or something that you can read in a movie, they had to print it backwards and put it up. I was like, no, that's insane. That's, ins- <laughs> that's insane town. Uh, sorry. So back to uh, Paul. Paul, please get on about Lefty. Oh, so we, we we don't learn directly that Lefty has been sucked in, but he goes in the longest and he breaks the record. Yeah, early on in the book, you're seeing that Lefty keeps wanting to go invisible, and it's hinted that he's turned himself invisible multiple times for the sake right. of the prank. Right, and then the, at one point, he, break, he breaks the record so hard that he comes back out and he's changed a little bit, and he's just acting like not as ADD or special, as you would like to put, mm-hmm. uh, at, at the, at, when he comes out of it. So... Story goes on. We have all the, the mirror world gets sucked in. Lefty ends up breaking. And I think this is a, a brilliant point of writing here. Mm-hmm. Lefty, his doppelganger that's now outside of the world, who throws the ball with his right hand because he's the opposite version of him. At the very end of the story, as Max is about to get fully sucked in for the last time and become the mirror version of himself, he's staring at the mirror. He's invisible, but his mirror version of himself is in the mirror and the mirror version of his brother sees the mirror version of him what? and throws the ball at him, throws the ball at him thinking he's going to catch it, and he breaks the mirror not realizing that it's the version that he's throwing it at is actually still in the mirror. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just blew my mind. Okay, all right. All right, so let's, let's read. Let's, let's, I think you just blew my mind. All right, so <laughs> to explain to everyone else, again, so the, the end of the uh, Max being in the void world is he escapes – all right, mm-hmm. we, should, we should explain that, that setup yes. for it. Is he actually beats the mirror guy out of the mirror world, which, by the way, mirror people 
are <laughs> fucking up their entire plan. It should have been super easy to do. But yeah. Instead of like telling Max what's happening or being like, Max, I'm your angel. You should let me out or, like, or whatever. Like, there's a million things you could have told him just to stun him for a second. Yeah. So you could beat him out and replace him. Yeah. Uh, there's just a like, uh, don't run away from me because that'll totally escape. Or even though it doesn't, <laughs> it seems like the only reason Max actually escapes the mirror void is that Zack turns off the light. Right. Like, that's the reason he actually escapes. I don't think that's. Ha- I don't think he actually escaped by running out of the mirror. Then Zack immediately goes to Max, who should be realized because there's still unchanged kids in the room. Yeah. Uh, goes. Has it happened? Are you one of us? Did you switch? It's like yeah. there's no subtlety at all. It would have been way terrier. Right. Like it would have been way scarier if he had said like, "Hey, are you okay? Are you? Yeah. You know? Do you feel like like some something subterfuge of like you feel you feel flip flop, Betty? Like or I mean, just right. some, something to understand. Yeah. That this is like you the got part, a flop effect on you. Got a, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. the flop. You've been flopped. Yeah, you've been flopped, <laughs> man. That's not that's the hip new world. It's the hip new world. All the kids are saying you got you've been flopped, and they just both go like. Yeah, you've been replaced. And then Aaron or April, the girl who hasn't been replaced yet, goes, what are you guys talking about? Like, just like, <laughs> yeah. like, there's so many things they could have said instead of just outright going, are you now a pod person? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so while they try, like, Max tries to basically escape uh, the room along with April, that is when the lefty you refer to shows up as a callback to everything that's happened in the, the show. Mm-hmm. He throws the ball to Max. Because Max... And the two, and uh, Zach and Aaron, who are who are mirror people, are all invisible because they turn the light back on. So that you can't see them. Mirror version of 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 Lefty who comes in doesn't see them. Oh. He just sees he just sees in the mirror. He just sees Max's ref, Max's mirror version of himself in the mirror, and he goes, "Hey, catch!" Thinking it's the mirror version of himself that is escaping from the world, and throws it and breaks it. Oh, I totally and read that as he could see all of them standing there before. No, because they're invisible. Because he says that they they return invisible again, and they're holding him there. And April's freaking out because she doesn't know. So what's you're going you're on. saying that the whole like ironic nature of a mirror is what caused Lefty to think he could throw a ball to his friend. Because this is the setup. It, it feels like, and it's done really well. I was about to try to. I was trying to point out every logical error with this setup. And then uh-huh. Lefty, you think he's just being a dumb brother throwing a, a ball? Well, I think he's the dumb mirror version of the brother. Do you and think he's seeing, well, this and is he's seeing the mirror version? Do you think he's dumb because uh, when he throws the ball at the mirror, the mirror breaks, and essentially uh-huh. all the mirror versions of people are sucked away from the room into the mirror while the normal people are replaced back, right? Right, right. Lefty, this should have just given it away. Lefty is also being sucked into the mirror from far and away. And he holds it. He has to hold on to like, the door frame to not be sucked in, which uh-huh. just makes it feel like it's just, oh, God, there's a vortex. What we find out later is Lefty was also a mirror person. That's the amazing right. reveal at the end of they go out to play right. catch, and Max realizes that Lefty is now throwing right-handed. Right. Possibly the best last line in Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. So far. So far. So because far. the last line is he was throwing with his right hand. And, and that's like, it. It, it. It's over. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, and you're like, oh! It lets you think, it lets you figure it out a little bit. Even though it's just like lefty was throwing right handed, it's still pretty obvious. It's a little bit more subtle than normal. It's it's a little more subtle, and it's very Twilight Zone y, which is cool. It's got that cool, like, creepy Twilight Zone ending. So this was, is, yeah. Yeah, this is my question. Lefty is obviously a mirror person. Do you think yeah. he was dumb? And didn't mean to sabotage the mirror. Yes, I think he, I think he was okay. throwing it, thinking because I because he the version the only thing the only thing that he sees when he goes in that room is April and the right-handed you know the, the quote-unquote flopped version of Max and he thinks that he's throwing the ball to him. Hey, Max, catch! 
and he throws it with his right hand, and he smashes the mirror. And as soon as he does that, he he ruins the whole. Okay, because see, I was wondering if it was some sort of a like, oh, I get that you know this whole charade of mirror people invading Earth is about to. Uh-huh. So I should throw my people under the bus and break the mirror so that I get away. Like that kind of like I thought that too. I thought that at first too. I was like maybe he was just trying like he was being like how how he was in his real the real version of him where he was kind of like a little jerk and he kind of was a little self-centered, you know? Mhm. And I thought maybe we're really giving a lot of credence to this. I, no, I it's, actually it's, think it's a it's it's either intentionally or accidentally a well-done little moment. I think it's a really well-done little moment actually at the end there. In the show, uh-huh. One of the girls, I forget which one, lobs, lobs a base, a softball. Because uh-huh. <laughs> girls throw softballs. At, 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 the, <laughs> at, the, at the mirror, and it, expl- like, it shatters. <laughs> like, it's, it's like the softest throw. Also, inside the mirror, it's a purple world. And Whoa. when he's running to try and leave the mirror, he passes... A crazy horse. Whoa! I'm <laughs> like, sorry. Just what? Really weird images that just fly by in this. Is that world. implying that there is a horse in the mirror world? No, I don't know. Because that would be sure. funny. You do like... see you do see other people trapped in little mirrors floating say, around. I was say, is that implying that a horse got tricked by this mirror at some point? <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> that's how that's how horses are. <laughs> you should watch the episode though because it's. Awful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll watch. Yeah, I, that would actually be the best story not shown is a horse in a barn somewhere. Uh, that mirror. Well, I guess not even the mirror. I guess the mirror is needed. That'd be interesting to know. Is it has to be that mirror? Does it have to be? Could be any mirror. Uh, there's that mirror and light set up in a barn because a crazy <laughs> old farmer used to own it. And the horse walks into the light, and suddenly mirror horse appears and goes, "Hello, horse. I am your replacement." <laughs> And horse like there's like a whole like talking horse back and forth like well I don't really want to go there well you have to <laughs> you have to mirror horse here there's some hay in there oh my god that sounds great hey there's some hay in there and then he goes in and dies like that's <laughs> and he goes in there and he waits for Max to show up and he's like let me out <laughs> I I uh, I always like to think um, what can you do to make this story better there's some pretty good things they did I would like to have known more about uh, the mirror world itself. Uh, I'm pretty obsessed with any horror story, honestly, of a secret world that's dark and evil trying to weasel its way into our world. That always yeah. kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few good counterpoint examples for stories, I think, that are good referencing. Uh, if you guys have not seen it, it's amazing. Uh, I would look it up immediately done listening to it. There's a short animated film called Alma that is terrifying. Uh, also happens to be done by the director of the show I'm working on, so I'm not just saying it because I'm biased. Genuinely really, really good. I had seen it before. Uh, it is basically a girl going into a doll store, and the doll store... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you because this is the point of the reference of it. You should still see it. It's really well done. A uh, girl's like, kind of tricked into coming to an empty doll store that seems to just like lead her in, and she finds a doll that looks exactly like her on the wall, and as soon as she touches it, she's absorbed into the doll... And it cannot move because she's looking through, like, she can't, you know, she's stuck in this frozen statue. Mm -hmm. And seeing just now some other girl get up out of her body off the floor and traipse out of the place. Like, this kind of, and realizing there's, like, other kids who look exactly, who seem to be also trapped in all the dolls. It's terrifying and very, like. That is horrifying. uh, Or the wonderful uh, Lock and Key, which I recommend to everyone, uh, written by Stephen King's uh, son, is a graphic novel that wraps up that's all about this, like, idea of a uh, dark doorway and the things inside it trying to weasel his way out really really good if you're looking for 
examples inspired by cool. it. Cool. Uh, I, I, I want to throw one out there as well. Paul and myself and you actually watched it together when we hung out. Uh, WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. WrestleMania. No. No, no. no, no. After WrestleMania. Yes, WrestleMania. Bro, um, when we were watching Amazing Stories. You can check it out. Oh, my God. Yes, it's terrifying. Remember that? Remember I think that it's called Man in the Mirror, directed by Scorsese, yeah. I think. Yep, and it uh, it's about a, a, a horror director who starts seeing something in the mirror out of the corner of his eye. You should watch it. It's a great it. It's it's scary. It's the scariest one of out of all, out of all of those that we watched. I remember we all watched that and we were like, I, that was, I'm actually a little scared. Now. Yeah, it's uh, a yeah. Tim. I believe is Tim Robbins the. Uh, yeah, yes, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, look for the first credit after the uh, story ends because it's it's pretty interesting to see who is who i don't want to spoil it it may be spoiled already yeah we'll see yeah it's uh the general concept is yeah like you're seeing just to explain also why it's very very creepy in the mirror it looks at me you're seeing a man sneak up on this guy like yeah he's coming to murder him like like imagine like being in your bathroom and knowing there's no one in the room but when you look in the mirror you're seeing someone standing behind you in the in the bathroom with a knife about Mm -hmm. to plunge into your neck like, and he only advances when you look at the mirror. So if you don't look in a reflective surface, he won't advance on you. So that's the scary thing is, like, every time he looks in the mirror, he gets a little closer to murdering him. Oh, God, it's so hard. It's uh, really probably, terrifying. Probably the most horrifying thing I can think of is that I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I do my thing. And then I look in the mirror. And out in the window is a face. Uh-huh. That's frightening. Yeah. Poop would shoot out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. I, I get tricked all the time of, like, the worst thing you can have in an apartment or house is uh, mirrors and windows that are, like, uh, 90 degrees angles of each other if it's mm-hmm. dark. So you have the thing where, like, you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing a reflection Peripheral. of your own face in the peripheral, but it's in the mirror. So there's, like, a man in your backyard. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, we all do. We, by the way, we should just cover this at some point. You guys, like, do certain things to just cover yourself in case there's someone in your house, uh, like, trying to murder you, right? Like, anytime you ever... Like, yeah, like I point a gun everywhere in my house. <laughs> I mean, like I do the SWAT team. Uh, if it's like three or four in the morning, I'm going to the bathroom just in case. Like I will do the like. All right, let's uh, let's check every corner and turn on the lights and just make sure. Good. All right, no one's still there trying to murder me. Okay, I'll just try this room. All right, cool. House secured. I can go to the bathroom in peace. Like just uh, maybe I'm just crazy. I, I just have to just because we're on the topic. I got to tell you something spooky that happened to me yesterday. Please, please do. I went to take a nap yesterday Mm -hmm. super spooky super spooky okay now if you don't know about my naps because you haven't listened to one of the three other things that i've done (laughs) uh i get sleep paralysis sometimes dude i'm terrified Uh, of that idea uh yeah i get uh it's it's awful I, i when i'm really stressed and i try to nap i will get sleep paralysis i will also get uh 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 what is that? What What is it called? I think they call it like old hag or something. I'm sorry, what? Like, I have never I heard a, of that. That's a part of sleep paralysis, isn't it? Well, it's it happens to some people. Some people just have the sensation that they mm-hmm. are awake, yet they cannot move. Yeah. Uh, other people, like myself, have it where uh, like just dark figures start Sit making you, their right? way into your room oh. and like staring at you and stuff like that. It's awful. Um, but I had just yesterday, and I've, I've been I've been Stress stress levels are at a medium right now. I got some good <laughs> Under, days. I got some bad days. Understandable. Uh, but uh, I went to take a nap and I laid down and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's just nice to lay down. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna nap. It's not gonna happen. I'm a pretty good power napper. I can do ten minutes flat if I wanted to. 
Um, but I'm laying there, and uh, all of a sudden I doze off. And then I hear, as soon as I'm about to doze off, I hear a black man's voice go, oh. I see you. <laughs> Whoa! Like that, and I woke up. The oh, scariest scary. of, of scariest the, of races to hear, probably. I, I, was, <laughs> I did an impression, too, of a black man's voice. I only do the impression <laughs> because that's the voice I heard. A deep black man's voice. I, I was going to say, I never had sleep paralysis, but I have what I'll call fear streaks. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> trying to go to sleep. No, I'll try and go to sleep, and like sometimes I'll hear a scream. Oh, yeah. that's What, the, what is yeah. that called? That's like brain... Explosion or whatever. I don't know. I, yeah, whoa. something like that. Yeah, I have that a what? lot. Where I'll hear like, I'll, dude, I'll hear extremely loud noises, and it'll be so jarring. Like as I'm about, like right on the precipice of falling asleep, it'll boom, it'll hit, and I'll be so amped and adrenaline, like full of adrenaline, that I won't be able to fall asleep for like another two hours because of it. Yeah, Jesus, it's pretty, it's pretty frightening. I woke up and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and my adrenaline was going. I was like, okay. Did you check okay, the rest of no your... Okay, there's no way that really happened. <laughs> did, you check, did you check your apartment either way to make sure there wasn't someone in your apartment? I didn't. I didn't. I, I have two closet doors that are right there, but they're so shallow that no one could even stand in there, really. <laughs> okay. So I was just like, there's no way that happened. That was just a thing because I have things happen to me when I try to nap anyway. So like, but I was, my adrenaline was going, so the nap yep. did its deed. Do you, <laughs> yeah, do you yeah. when you do. have sleep paralysis, uh, just a shout out to another podcast who doesn't even probably know who exists, but I listen to the Sleepy Cabin guys, like there's a bunch of those Flash uh-huh. YouTube, yeah, friends, some of those guys are friends of you guys. Like, oh, yeah, I think they do that right here in Philly. Yeah, Stamper mm-hmm. and those guys. Uh, they, there's some episodes they talk about where like, all of them have sleep paralysis, which is bizarre. Uh, and all of their stories, and other ones I've heard, I don't know if you have this as well, Dom, is like seeing things. Not just hearing things, but like if you have deep sleep paralysis, you start seeing like someone was sitting at the foot of my bed. or like, Oh, and you, yeah. And you can't yeah. move when you see it. That sounds... are, are you familiar with that uh, piece of art called The Nightmare? Uh, maybe like if I a... saw it. It's Ooh, it's like a woman right laying on a on a bed, like laid across the bed, and uh, there's like a, a head of a ghost, like a the head of a ghost horse peeking through a curtain, and then there's like a goblin sitting on. Oh my! Chest. Oh my God! That's an illustration of sleep paralysis. Yeah, like the 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 goblin sitting on the chest is like a, a very common one where you'll wake up with the sleep paralysis. And then you'll have that you won't be able to move because this being is on your chest. Yeah, like you feel like you're being held down by an invisible force as something. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. A a lot of times, sleep paralysis is confused with either ghosts or abductions. abductions, Yeah, Uh, because uh, I mean, I've had very vivid, uh, uh, I guess, hallucinations of uh, just like dark, shadowy figures opening my door. Coming into my room, standing right over me, watching me, Jesus. And not doing anything, and and being awake and aware and not being able to move. It's so you just, do you just want to scream? Like that sounds like yeah. Well, like you'll try to like another thing I'll do is that I'll try to make noises to wake myself up, and I'll hear myself, and it's just like whimpering. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, it's 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 the worst. It's, Have you uh, ever looked into like what causes it? I'm just curious. Yeah, it's just stress. Uh, if you if you I nap on my back because as I said, pro power nap. Pretty good napper. Uh, <laughs> if if you uh, I, I can nap on my back. I don't sleep on my back. I sleep on my side. But I I nap on my back, and if you nap on your back. That will uh, have you're prone to sleep paralysis, and also high levels of stress will uh, uh, give you sleep paralysis. Yeah, it it started when I was in college, when I was super stressed every day about college and my life, 
and I would nap because I would have to wake up at like five thirty a.m. to get to school. So like, Jesus, you know, yeah. Th- so but only when I'm napping though. It I can't. sounds like Chad that you don't have any sleep problems, <laughs> and I'm jealous. No, I of do. You. I uh, I'm not nearly as scary. Uh, I am one of those guys who can. Uh, I'll talk to you completely in my sleep. I'll have full yeah. conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother used to be a wonderful, wonderful woman. We have to deal with like me being a kid, and I just be fully asleep, going like, "Hey, mom," and I'd have a conversation with her, and like eventually I ask her like, "Mom, I'm feeling sick. Can you give me like water or something?" And then she'd come into the room and just find me still asleep, like, <laughs> like just terrible, like, like punkish things. Uh, where I guess I'll just you could ask me anything, uh, and I'll tell you. I I'm just. Uh, it's like a cartoon version where a character just like smutters like the secret passcode like oh nine eleven like uh, <laughs> nine eleven was an inside job nine eleven was an inside job I know <laughs> I know everything nine eleven was an inside job um, but, so, but my actually my minimal version compared to you guys have a way worse than I do uh, I have uh, a floater in my eye if you know just like basically you know a, a, a dropped part of your retina so just forever in your vision you just have mm-hmm. a like a black dot or object that's kind of out of mm-hmm. focus. Yeah. Uh, and it's a fr- it's the most frustrating thing in the world because it's not dead center. So you're always like trying to look at it and it moves away, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that in itself is like you just get used to it. But every once in a while you'll forget about it. And if you do a quick movement with your eye and head, it makes you think you see things. Like you basically think you're tracking movement. Uh, I More and more, I don't know. I was going to say, by the way, I was going to bring this up at the beginning of the episode. I'm just seeing stuff in Windows all the time now. Like <laughs> the last two or three months, I don't know if it's goosebuds or what. There's been times this week where I just like look out my like living room window and I'm swore I saw like a face just walk by. It is starting to freak me out. Oh my god, that's so, scary. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like it either. And then I have to go check. And I'm like, no, you I'm, might I'm, have. A brownie or a hobgoblin living at your house? So you could have a hobgoblin. <laughs> you may want to check for gnomes. Yeah. Okay. If you do have a hobgoblin, if you leave out some old clothes, they will do your chores for you. Is that what a hobgoblin is? I thought it was the, like, yeah. the thing with like, I thought it was like a poor man's green goblin, like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> a cooler green goblin, honestly. He's, Actually, he's is cooler those, than green goblin because he does got, more of the... He's orange. He's, he's a lot more villainous. He does more of like the pumpkin and like Halloween the pumpkin stuff. Yeah. yeah, pumpkin bobs. Uh... Yeah, that's, guys, I think that's a pretty good summary of Let's Get Invisible. Do you guys have any thoughts or how you would like to have improved or what do you also like to have seen in the book? Uh, Rainbow Party. More <laughs> Rainbow Party, for sure. Uh, I would like to you know seen... that would have been like three chapters long. It would have been great. Wait, guys, if I put my rainbow dick in the mirror, it's different colors. <laughs> no, the colors are reversed. Look, that's wait, not how a mirror works. Wait, guys. But... We... Wait, guys, if we go in the mirror void and have sex, it gets crazy better. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. But you got to be careful, bro, because if you have a ba- if she gets pregnant, <laughs> you're gonna have one. Of... She's gonna give birth to a mirror. No, dude. You, no, dude. You you give you get pregnant, bro. You're the one who gets pregnant and, mirror and you boy. poop a mirror out your butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I'd like to have seen, uh, general construction, uh, general constructive criticism is I wish they had upped the idea of flipped versions are more uh, different. I, I, I wish they had done more of like Zach before he's in a mirror is like very safe and cautious. And then like, right. mirror Zach is suddenly more reckless. Like one of the kids being like suddenly flirtatious. One of the kids like being right. bolder, like just more of a, question of like man are these things in the come out of the mirror void like better versions of people like it's that'd been an interesting idea yeah so. it's it's way better than like 
having shitty characters and then having their alternate versions just be less interesting. Just, just <laughs> being their hair on the wrong side, sh- <laughs> shitty character. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been cool if Max had come out and not discovered that all his friends and his family had been flopped and he was just like... He was living in the world, and then he started, th- and then he started seeing some of that stuff, and then he realized it at the last second with Lefty throwing the thing, and his whole world was literally flipped around on him. Oh yeah, uh, that, that, that you could have hinted that cool, like if he's in Mirror v- World, like let us see that there are like get glimpses. Like he obviously was like a big kind of like silverish void, is how I pictured it. But describe yeah. that like while he's running, he just happens to notice like different types of mirrors there, like and those are all clearly portals to other mirrors and those type of lights or whatever they are like in other parts of the world that'd be terrifying to know that like yeah else world like, mirror people are trying to replace people they have his grandparents in it have his grandparents be already fl- like make mm. him realize like it would have been too scary for kids but it would have been like have him realize that his parents and his grandparents had been like reversed and they oh, weren't yeah. really his grandparents oh, like, you know son, we, I mean? son, we've been in here for 40 years oh that'd be terrifying yeah yeah here's how i would do it yo here's how i would okay do it. all right book starts off Max, he's a nice guy. Lefty, he's a fucking asshole. And he's such a piece of shit all the time. Mm-hmm. But Max accidentally finds this room. Uh, they do this thing. Turns out all these events all these events unfold. I'm not going to explain it all. But <laughs> turns out Lefty had found the mirror like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And like ever since then, Lefty just had a change in him because they're kids. He just became an asshole, and throughout the whole book, he's an asshole. Oh, dude, can I plus that? Can I plus that idea? You set it up that over the last year, like I used to see, I used to start seeing less and less of my brother. He just disappear at times, like just some sort of line like that of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's like he like when when I do see him, he's a big jerk. Yeah, it could have been that's a puberty analogy right Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. Going through pub, and uh, you know we find that uh, when Max goes into the mirror world, he finds. The good brother. We got a Bart Hugo Treehouse of Horror thing going <laughs> on here. So I think if he like that'd be the happy ending of him retrieving his brother and Okay, such, if you wanted to make it a good yeah. a good ending. I thought that I think that would, I think that would be fun. That's a cool ending too. I like yeah. that. Oh, overall though, like, the Knights of the Mirror, they need this brother. <laughs> and then a Queen song plays. Uh <laughs> I think this overall is a pretty good Goosebumps book, though. I it's an, I don't know why. If I'm just having nostalgia, another one I, I went into going like it's long. It's a little bit long in the middle, but the idea of itself, I was like, this is pretty solid. I'm a little freaked out. I'm gonna say this is the worst Goosebumps book with the best ending. That's probably the fairer thing to say. There's a lot of boring it's, part. It's the that it, the problem is I was thinking about it while I was reading it. I was like, man, so much happened in the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. But, but, but the ending was just kind of like meh. There really wasn't anything spectacular happening. But this was all ending, and the and the whole book was boring. So you're, like, you're right. You know, it's it's it was uneven. I'll yeah, ha- ha- you know what should happen halfway through the book is when you should have done the reveal of the mirror people at least, yeah. and then been like, how can I fight back against the mirror people? Like because the mirror people could have been in the real world fucking with him. At yeah, that yeah, point, yeah. That, that, that would have been an interesting thing. Like, who's a mirror? You could you could have done stuff with it, or also just like be invisible. In other parts of the city, like other than your goddamn right. house. It's not an indie film. We had to go right. shoot all this stuff. You can go literally anywhere. You are a book. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I thought the ending was cool. The ending is probably the best part of the book. But uh, most of this book is a lot of dicking around, yeah. like most Goosebumps books. But uh, coming off of uh, Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, as Paul said, how just a ton of shit is happening in that book. 
In this book, it seems like almost nothing happens except for a light being turned off and on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. For, like, majority of it, and then at the end, but... Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I will bring uh, this up for comparison. Seven out of eight curlies, <laughs> curly, curly the goosebump uh, guy. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd go like uh, five, we're just using eight as our scale. I go like five out of eight uh, cans of monster. Bl- yeah, curly heads, curly heads. You know what? I want to change mine. I want to go five too. Five I would two. go. I would bang five out of eight mirror people in the mirror world. Have five out of eight of their babies. Okay, okay. and you're and you're right. out of your butt. I, uh, out me, of my butt. Let me bring this up for just interesting comparison. Uh, looking up a little bit of the book, there is a similar plot from Goosebumps 2000 that I never read. Uh, this is way off from us ever getting a chance to read this. Many, many years away. Uh, <laughs> we'll pro- I'll probably be dead by then. But uh, <laughs> there is another Goosebumps book called Ghosts in the Mirror that has a similar concept of a boy realizing that the mirror image of himself is something different. But he goes crazy uh, when – while looking at the mirror uh, – this is his description of it. While looking at the mirror, something comes out of the mirror and he falls down on the ground. The crab-like creature inside huh. the mirror informs him that he has just died of fright and he must come into the mirror, which contains the afterlife. So that's this monster's like Ugh, whole ploy. like trick. Yeah. Uh, Jason refuses the boy, quickly realizing that it's not an angel or ghost, but a body-snatching monster from another dimension, which is pretty obvious if it's a crab yeah. creature. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were taught in school that the only two things that are in the dead worlds are angels and ghosts. There's no crab ghosts. Uh, we know that for a fact. It's, it sounds pretty crazy. The only reason I feel good to describe this again is we'll probably never, ever get to this. Uh, Jason eventually uh, is dragged into the mirror by a bunch of duplicate versions of this snab th- uh, crab thing. He gets out of the mirror uh, and turns the table on his double who has replaced his life by pulling his eyes out. Oh, Jesus oh my God! Christ. He throws the monster back into the mirror and hurls a lamp at it, smashing it into pieces. And then maybe this is set up somewhere later, earlier in the book. But the last part of the description says, "The next day, a worm-like creature emerges from his dresser and asks if he got his warning note." I don't what? know what that means. What a worm fuck? pops out of nowhere. I kind of think we're gonna have to read that at some point. Just that, we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to parallel hop over to that Goosebumps 2000 in, track in, at some point to check it out in a mirror Yo. world. In a mirror world. <laughs> uh, guys, should we move on to the uh, reviews and all that fun stuff? Yeah, sure, sure. I just got to say about that Goosebumps 2000, 9-11 fucked up Arl Stein. Real done messed him up, man. It was like Saturday, Night, like- Li- it was Saturday Night Live and Goosebumps 2000. Really changed. <laughs> Okay, so real quick, before we finish this thing up, I wanted to read a uh, one of the comments from the subreddit on the pre-discussion. You guys are killing uh, it on the subreddit, by the way. I've, yeah, they're doing they're doing a great job. I actually responded to it uh, on the subreddit, but I wanted to read what the guy said. Uh, Titsnicker wrote, <laughs> um, I think this is the most racist of the books so far. <laughs> uh, the family names their black dog Whitey, and as much as it is racist, it can't be a coincidence with the mirror and all. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was really funny because the very beginning of the book uh, starts out, I think the second line of the book is like, uh, I guess you could blame it all on Whitey. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like yeah, all right. You can blame pretty much everything on Whitey. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some weird like Tom Sawyer esque like just if you start getting forgetting what you're reading like there's a description of some like weird little guy named Lefty and they kept talking about Whitey and yeah there's, yeah 
uh, up in an old attic. Uh, what was the, what did the rest of you say? I think he said, "I think the racist mom and dad of the story accidentally uh-huh. turned their white dog named Whitey into a black dog with the mirror, and they thought, oh shit." This could happen to us. And they had the mirror in the attic, afraid they would turn into black people as well. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah, that's some good stuff, Titsnicker. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's also great feedback. I think also everyone agrees that uh, the main character is terrible. I saw... Uh, I saw yeah, we never talked about how he was obsessed with his hair the whole time, which I guess was yeah. another hint. It, was, at he, at the it hair. starts off with him combing his hair for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, it's my he, birthday. We forgot to mention. time for my birthday hair. He has the lamest birthday at all. Like, I'm just going to comb my hair. And then everyone, he also, by the way, he throws out the, I, we never mentioned this. He throws out the shittiest little detail that you never want to do at a party uh, that I remember every kid did of, hey, let's all hang out and watch me play video games. He wants them all to like, come up and like yeah. watch a new SNES game, which n- never means, let's Let's all play a game together because multiplayer didn't exist. Right. Or let's take turns. It's let's just watch me play Super Mario Brothers. Wouldn't that be cool? That that was like every party I ever went to when I was Yeah, 10. I just got this cool new game. Can I play it in front of you? you Thanks. Guys, you all just hang out and you guys can just talk to me while I play. Oh my god, I just realized they, they invented the let's play. I just realized that's the Holy <laughs> shit. I, I wanna say that it probably uh, a year of my life has been spent waiting for my turn to play. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. I have never thought about all there were a few kids I was friends with. Uh, not to be cruel, but I guess when I was 10, you don't think that way. Just because they had Super Mario 64 and I didn't. Like, just that kind of, like, well, it's worth pointing out with his shit half the time just so I can play uh-huh. Super Mario the other half the time. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, Dude. All Did these it. friendships. Did it in my life. Uh, let's let's read a few of the uh, wonderful new reviews on iTunes. Again, by the way, guys, uh, there's so many great ways to support the show. We love everything you guys do to help out and Goosebuds. Uh, it's also tell a friend, share it with people, uh, get another friend to listen with you. But also, uh, if you can leave a review on iTunes, even if you don't use iTunes, it means a ton and helps get uh, new people interested. Uh, we had a few new recent reviews on iTunes. Let's see. Dom, uh, you had a few favorite ones? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really like the most recent one. I thought it was really funny. It's called Totally Sweet by mm. That Dank Wizard. Of course you liked it. It said, <laughs> uh, uh, if you have ever wondered what it would be like to have scholars from modern times dissect and analyze the rushed <laughs> works of a children's author, this is the show for you. Full of laughs and nostalgia, these guys bring a smile to my face Every time. Oh, thanks, Dank Wizard. I'm going to assume you listen to fantasy fiction. Uh, just going to take a long jump and guess on that one. I, ho- I hope you do. I hope everyone <laughs> does one day. And I'm thinking that that title is actually a reference to a very old continue cast joke with sweet tea. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, that's like one of the first episodes of continue cast where we accidentally said, I forget who, I think Luke said sweet tea or Josh or something. Instead of sweet tea. And then that became a joke for a while. Did you guys ever do a continue branded tea? Like, yes, what you guys really should have done is merchandise. We tried like hell. They tried. <laughs> they tried. The FDA kept shutting it down because, <laughs> Yeah, like, they kept shutting it down. Uh, there's a few other good ones. Uh, another one I think we missed from before uh, from Anime Skeleton said, My mother never let me read Goosebumps when I was younger. She said they were, quote, badly written. And then adds, I think she was right. <laughs> this podcast lets me hear what I was missing out on. Keep up the awesome work, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, why well, thank you for that. You know, yeah, thanks. I really appreciate anyone who goes and leaves an iTunes review because I can never leave my uh, I can never remember my goddamn iTunes. <laughs> yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It's, dude. it's seriously several steps to go leave a review. So thank you guys so much for doing that. I know it takes time and it's kind of frustrating to get there, but 
thank you for taking the time to leaving a review. You know, the problem with the iTunes password is they were like, hey, uh, you thought about your password last week, so you're going to have to change it to something that you haven't thought about yet. Oh, my mm. God. iTunes wants you to never have the same password. Never, ever again. And they suck my dick, iTunes. They, they need to, every site needs to just trust your shit with a password. Like, if I want to make my password password, which it isn't, by the way. Don't try it. Like, give me, give me the goddamn right. Like, it's Let my, me be that asshole. If I want my password to be... Dank Nugs 420, I don't give a fuck, with no numbers or capital letters. Yeah. Let it be that. Let, give me the freedom to, to, to every, speak out. Every password should be God123. That's what I think. That's American, okay? Or in Mirror World, 321Dog. We're just giving you guys passwords to use for your accounts. Uh, by the way, I should also give a cool shout-out. Just happened today, uh, Caitlin E.A. Smith uh, reviewed us on Splitsider, which is actually a pretty legitimate comedy site, uh, and gave us some shout-outs, and uh, also oh. mentioned our wonderful, tasteful 9-11 jokes. So thank oh. you very much, Caitlin. If anyone finds our show... Uh, by the way, I am noticing that there are people downloading our first couple episodes every week. So anyone who's new to the show, thank you for joining uh, yeah, thank you. this ridiculous, dumb experiment. <laughs> Have we made a lot of 9-11 jokes? No. This is well, a, we I made, made one last step. I, I made a pretty incredible one last step. That, <laughs> the burying a dead body in 9-11 is what she quoted in reference oh. in the review. So. <laughs> that uh, one was good. And I made a pretty good one this time. You know what? I can, I, look, just because we're on the subject, and I, this is a tweet I wanted to tweet, and I probably <laughs> won't tweet it, but okay. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes I wish 9-11 never happened. <laughs> 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 no, please tweet that. That's pretty. That's All pretty right, good. I'll do it tomorrow. All right, uh, I'll, I'll. Since we're maybe we're leaving this and are cutting this, I had a tweet today that I'm actually sad I didn't do better, uh, which was I wonder if anyone ever intentionally dragged their credit score down to 420 to be the raddest dude ever. <laughs> <laughs> you need to. You need to. You need to be doing that, Chad. No, I, uh, I, I, I whatever I just, it takes. You need to be getting get that, that out there. I just looked at my credit score. It went down. I was like, I was like, what if I could just keep going and just making it awesome for twenty? <laughs> just like keep it locked. Like, yeah, I can't buy a car ever, but man, am I fucking blazing? <laughs> oh man. Uh, also, we should give a shout out to anyone who ever tweets about the show uh, and to us on Goosebuds. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Goosebuds Pod. We get wonderful feedback from all you guys, uh, like Tiffany Burden, Jay Furnizer. Teresa TCL Liddell, Richard Armory the Iceberg, Greg Gross, giving us a ton of tweets. Guys, thank you so much for all of your input on all of those. It's great. We'd love, honestly, we love hearing from all you guys. So it doesn't sound like we're just three dudes talking about children's book into microphones. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's nice to know that there's people out there that are uh, as into goosebumps as we are. Uh, I'm about to get real into goosebumps with this next. Oh my book God. Yeah, doing. we guys, the next one's hype. The next one I don't is- know if I'm going to be able to read it. <laughs> what? Because you're too scared. Paul. Paul has a. Paul has a fear. I got a puppet thing. Uh, well, I guess. I guess we'll hear your story on the next episode. Yeah, I'll, I'm definitely. Gonna, we were saving it for it. That's right. We're saving it. So if you don't have, if you haven't, if you haven't figured out what's coming up next, Night of Living Dummy, probably the most famous Goosebumps book, I would say. It's up there. Yeah. What's what is uh, his name? The dummy's name? Slappy. Slappy. Oh, man. Uh, terrifying book. I think it set up a lot of a uh, dolls and ventriloquist things are terrifying. I can't recall earlier horror things from before that. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think we're going to have to uh, blow that one out. We're going to have to uh, make that one pretty great. 
It's gonna have to be a. It's gonna be a double episode special. I'm maybe be dressed up like Slappy, <laughs> chilling next to Paul with lines on my mouth, scaring him. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna draw freckles on my face. Just just sit on the edge of his bed like a dummy, and with your arms just kind of pose like limp and dead, and just wait for him to wake up. It'll. I'm sure Paul will love it. Well, I, Paul will walk in, and I'll have my eyes closed, and then I'll like turn and look at him and open him like that, and be like, "Hi, Paul." <laughs> And then Hello, somehow my vision will zoom in and Dutch angle on your face. And then there'll be like uh, uh, Jack in the Box being playing backwards. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. That'll start happening. Yeah. You, you won't see one. You'll just hear the sound. Yeah, it'll just be in my head. It's spooky. Do it sometime. Guys, my, my uh, <laughs> I, it's pretty dark where I'm recording this. I'm pretty spooked out. I think we need to, I think we need to bail. We should wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap this do up. it. Dom, do you want to give us our new ending catchphrase? Oh, yes. Um, uh, 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 listener beware. <laughs> There's might be another 9-11 joke in this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Never a joke about the victims. <laughs> Always just about the, 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 the thing. The tragedy the itself. The, the tragedy really itself. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of funny stuff that happened right after. <laughs> No, it's just you, one okay. of the dust clouds looked like a dick, and it was real funny. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody said anything about that. So I just want to talk about that now. Oh God, bye, bye. See you. <laughs>